you're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I am not Jen. And we are finally ready to reveal our special announcement. As you know, we are always on a mission to help you guys find the one. We know the kind of time and work and heartache it takes for you to find the perfect match, and we're excited to announce that we found ours. After years of working on ourselves together right here on this pod, we have discovered we are ready for a man. And now it's official. We're so excited to introduce you to our partner and co-host, Rob Evers. Now, you guys might remember Rob from a few past episodes of ours. But basically, we started out as friends, and now we are so much more. But before we bring him on, here's a little info about Rob. Rob Evers is an actor and writer from Philadelphia who's been living in L.A. for the last 23 years. Over that time, he's dated women of all ages for varied periods of time. He has a good handle on what men are looking for. He has become the go-to friend for most of his single girlfriends who are looking for a man's point of view. You may not want to hear what he has to say, but you'll definitely want to listen. And guess what? He's single. Uh, yeah. We are so excited that our It's Complicated Village is growing even bigger. The honest and funny male perspective Rob brings to the show is just what the dating doctor ordered. So without further ado, welcome our new man and co-host, Rob Evers. Hey, guys. Are you ready for me? Are you ready Ooh. for me? well when you put it like that not sure (laughs) we always say we're ready but i don't know now maybe maybe we still have things to work out well i promise to bring a whole different spin to everything i mean you guys have a a great podcast been going on for a long long time i've been a fan of it i've been honored to be a part of it for the times that you guys have asked me to do it And uh, I'm just honored to now hit the banter with you guys and given that other point of view that uh, you guys are looking for, but you never really, you know, had in the moment. We didn't know we needed it until we just discovered that you were the one. And now we just can't even believe we've ever just gone this long without it. Well, let's get through this first 30 minutes and see your 45 minutes and see how you feel at the end of it. Here's the true test, everybody. So we're all friends, obviously, as you can tell, but we are talking friends with benefits, casual sex, no strings attached, fuck buddies. We're all familiar with these terms and have all been a part of one of these types of relationships, right, guys? I mean, I've done it. Casual sex? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Is that like wearing casual clothes? Oh, my God. Is it like wearing a hoodie? It's an informal uh, attired sexual encounter. How many of the times, I mean, I'm sure it's been more than once for all of us, but like, can you think of like numerous times off the top of your head where the casual sex has gone wrong? Because it really hasn't ever gone like horribly bad for me. Well, are you always, are you hooking up? Are you having casual sex? Is casual, this is what I want to ask today, is that our casual, is casual sex the same as a one night stand? Is casual sex like, you know, just fucking somebody and, you know, we both know there's no strings attached or is casual sex like, uh, this is weird now. I don't want to run into that person. No, I think casual sex, well, first of all, it's repetitive. So it's not just a one night stand that, I mean, that is having sex, sex casually, but for this subject specifically, we're talking about like a friend with benefits or something that's repeat repetitive, but not a serious relationship. So I Mm. think, you know, 
Yeah, I think it's it's for the like more than one time friend that you're doing sex with, but you're not going to date. And I can't say that I've ever had a horrific experience with it, but I know that it can turn bad. And I mean, maybe I have, I just can't think about it. I don't know. Jen, are you, how are you in this category? I don't think I've ever had a situation where it turned bad because I'm pretty honest about like where I stand, maybe in my youth where I was like, thought that maybe the casual sex would turn into something more serious. So my motives were different. And I think a lot of people sort of suffer from that to start, but then you get to the point where you're like, wait, no, I actually could really benefit from casual sex. How do I set this up is the question so that everybody gets what I want. And I think sometimes men, and we'll we'll talk to our guest about this, don't necessarily believe a girl when she says she wants casual sex because of what I just said, that in the past, it wasn't my actual intention. But now I'm I'm trying to make this happen for me. And I feel like it's so hard. No one will agree. No, it is hard. I think people get really nervous about it. But also, we're going to talk to our guest about if we think women have a harder time engaging in these relationships without catching feelings. I personally think that's probably the way it goes. But I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's a case by case value, uh, you know, point. But like, also like casual sex. Now I'm now this is also where I want to get into this with with our guest because casual sex and she is a relationship therapist, but she's also a nego- professional negotiator. So that probably helps her with her casual sex. But um I, I wonder like when you're having sex with the same person on multiple times, is it sober? Is it drunk? Like are you because casual sex or sex multiple times with a sober person over and over again is a relationship, I think. <laughs> well, not if not if you don't like have the intimacy, I think. But she'll probably tell us about that. I don't know. Right. I think we have a lot to learn probably about the definition of casual sex and how to make it yeah. a successful dynamic. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, with these with, with casual relationships, these these types of relationships are fun, can get you feeling, you know, socially desirable. We think that we can be helpful in a way to keep you in practice and not just for sex, but for interacting on all levels with whomever you are considering getting more serious with, which is what we'll talk about. We don't think it's a good idea to engage in this type of thing if you like the person or if you think that you're having sex might make them like you in return. Don't use it as a weapon, people. Sex is not a weapon. It really needs to be people who you are attracted to and you're attracted to each other, but you keep very clear boundaries in respectful ways so that lines don't get blurred and people don't start looking at the other person with heart shooting out of their eyes. <laughs> so that's our disclaimer, you know, yeah. we, we're talk that's what we're talking about here today. Um, that we, you know, that you, they've talked to into it. How do exactly do you hook up without heartbreak? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. thankfully we have world renowned intimacy coach, Leah Holmgren, AKA the King shrink, who's breaking down the basics of how to hook up while managing expectations and setting boundaries. Leah empowers women to take control and celebrate their sexuality by helping them explore their fantasies and juggle multiple partners. In her book, Hook Up Without Heartbreak, it's available today. Leah is giving a step-by-step instructions to the women who want to be the best at exploring their sexual prowess, and we can't wait to hear how. Leah has been an intimacy and relationship coach for more than a decade, guiding her clients through modern challenges and exploring the many roles of power and fantasy. Known for her empathetic nature and direct style, Leah empowers her clients to feel safe in celebrating their authentic sexuality. 
Leah holds an MS in Negotiation and Conflict Resolution from Columbia University and a BS in Biopsychology from Tower University. She is a certified wellness coach and life coach, as well as a certified hypnotist. I love that so much. Leah has been featured by numerous media outlets, including NBC Universal, New York Post, Huffington Post, Men's Health, Curtis, and Causey Show, and more. Let's talk about casual sex, baby. Welcome to the show, Leah. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. We just have to kick things off with the question we ask everybody, and it's especially relevant, I think, for today's subject matter. But are you single, taken, or it's complicated? Can I keep it as a mystery? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> That's what she's already negotiating with I'm us. Taken. I'm taken. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm taken. Yes. That's good. Yes. We're wondering if you've ever uh, obviously engaged in a hookup without heartbreak. I mean, you wrote a book about it that's out today. So I'm assuming that yes. you're well-versed in this subject. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, before, I um, had many experiences and also working as a coach, I spoke to so many women about this topic. And even without being a coach, I mean, every single dinner or lunch you go with girlfriends, there is always the topic. <laughs> it's like the topic you have. Like, I don't remember one single lunch or dinner meal with a girlfriend without the topic. So I think it's very important. Yeah. I understand that. When, would you say that you, it's mostly geared towards women because you've been hanging out with mostly women when you would go out to lunches and stuff? Like if you were mostly had guy friends, do you think this would be geared towards both or do you think you were just you just heard their stories and you're like this is how i can help them since i'm a life coach i can help them so just to make it clear most of my friends are guys All about right. 90 percent 10 percent are girls okay and we have conversation about this topic with well, i have conversations with both genders and the topics are a little bit different or the way how they perceive it and also in coaching most of my clients were male like i have about 80 to 20 male to female ratio so I, I'm I'm used to work with men all the time, and I'm always in. You had the inside scoop. You were mm-hmm. just you were just yeah. helping. So it wasn't it wasn't yes. like ladies. This is how I get no. through it. It was no. it was like I got the other side of the story. Oh yeah, this Plus is what I you interviewed many men for this book. Actually, I had like fifty one-on-one interviews just specifically for this book with guys. Okay. You had fifty rods. Yes. And it was wow. fascinating. I mean, these guys were so so fun. They were mostly my friends and or acquaintances, and they were super honest with me. It was it was quite nice. So I have the results of the interviews, of course, anonymously in the book. Yeah, but I would love to hear your opinion on things too. I, I'm really curious. Oh, I'll give it. I'll, you'll get it. <laughs> I love it. Our opinions are going to come out. But so so it's nice that you have all these one personal accounts from like guys that you know and trust and vetted out with your experience and your knowledge, do you think, and then like you said, you spoke about this a lot with women and a lot with men, but the conversations were much different, which I think we could all sit here and say, yeah, we probably would expect you to say that. And I'm assuming this book is for both genders, but do you think it's like there's a gender that needs it more? Like women need it more than men, although men can definitely gain information from the book as well. Look, the book is written mostly for women. Uh, There is a part three and four that's for men. 
but mm. I think that both genders actually need it the same way, but from different perspective. In it's like for the women, it's more to actually enjoy sex for what it is and being more open-minded about casual sex and not feeling ashamed and feeling terrible. Like I honestly never met a guy who would be ashamed that he got laid. Like I honestly haven't, but I met so many girls, they, they had casual sex and they felt really crappy the next day because of whatever they had inside of their heads from like their upbringing and, and what the society is bringing on, on us. So I think it's important. And for guys, it's more like the amount of guys that told me women are emotional. They always, always get touched and they get clingy. I disagree. There is like so much history and science and neuroscience and biology on explanation about this behavior. I cannot call it clingy. It's just the, the nature and it's, it's upbringing. So I want every guy to read it because I'm really sick and tired of them saying that women are clingy after they have sex. I mean, it's it's hormones, it's all of these things. So I, I think if guys once understand, once guys understand why women act certain way, they might be dealing with it better and understanding. I think it's all about awareness. And then the last part is about how guys actually, how can guys tell women that they are not interested in a nice way, so it doesn't leave any like self-esteem issue or you know you can hurt people so badly with words. And you can't undo it. Yeah. So like, like guys, they don't know how to say no. They don't know how to say, you know what? I'm not interested. So they lie and they come up with all these weird stories. They're wasting time of the woman. So I just want them to be honest. And sure, look, in my disclaimer of the book, I say men also get hurt. There were some guys, they told me, yeah, sure, I get hurt too. But it's such a small amount of guys that actually say after they had sex, oh, it was bad, or oh, I want to see her, you know, she doesn't, you know, it's not as common, actually. Well, I, that's what I wanted to come in on, is that, you know, since we're on that topic, is like, I, I personally don't, I don't like, I, I get emotional after uh, any kind of sexual experience, right? And if I do have casual sex, I do get attached. But like, I guess it's more of like, um, what's the difference? Maybe explain to the people listening because casual sex is such like a, a word that's kind of, it's very broad, you know what I mean? Like casual could be a hoodie or it could be a button down, you know, yeah. but it's like casual sex to me is a one night stand. And I've had a lot of one night stands and I feel like shit afterwards. Why? If I'm having, what, what, why? I don't know. It's just an emotional, like I felt like I, I shouldn't, like I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I am going to lead somebody on maybe i'm giving them the wrong opinion a lot of the times it's been alcohol fueled you know so you're not in your right mind or making the decisions yeah. that you made but like you know it was the difference between casual like hooking up with somebody multiple times is that casual sex and like one night stands it still can be yeah one night stand is only once casual sex you can have casual sex with someone multiple times can you have multiple you know, one night stands? Up, yeah you can have multiple well, no, if it's a one night stand, it's a one night, but if it, it's also part of a casual sex, but if you have casual sex, it means you have no strings attached. You don't have any responsibilities towards the other person. You don't have to call them. You don't care about their personal life. Like there are certain things you are discussing with your casual hookup that, that you wouldn't be discussing with your partner or, or vice versa. Like, you know, like I don't care what my casual hookup is doing in his free time or like, I don't, you know, maybe I care about it. I should not give him these questions like about his family and everything that seems too normal that you discuss with your partner you're dating. 
you know, so it's, lacks, just a different, it's different. It doesn't have the intimacy and the continuity. Yeah. Like you're not exactly. keeping up with her day to day. I think that's yeah. so interesting. Also, uh, hearing Rob's perspective yeah. of why he feels shitty versus why a girl would feel shitty. I think I yeah. expected you to say that like you caught feelings, Rob. And I was like, oh, let me give you a hug. But it's really about the damage you might do based on the other sex's reaction to the one night stand. You're basically and and my and my reaction but why do you feel shitty because you drank too much alcohol or because like I, i'm really curious because i i never hear guys saying that so i'm really curious Please. not because i drank too much alcohol but like you know not to sound <laughs> whatever but like I, I gave you know i gave a part of myself to that person you know what i mean and i now they can say that we've had that experience and that's not necessarily something i want to give to them but like, oh okay so <laughs> That's completely so different. So you might have felt experience. like comfortable in the moment because you had yeah. alcohol. And so you felt like, yeah, this is fun yeah. and we're having sex and it's fine. But then when you wake up in the morning and you're not drunk anymore, you're like, oh, I probably yeah. wouldn't have done that if I wasn't like maybe. Yeah. Because I woke up the next day and I felt I was. Well, in it's the- like you gave something that you actually didn't want to give. I understand you. You basically let someone that you barely know into a private space and you gave someone the energy. You know? Yeah, I mean yeah. that. And yeah, but there's a lot of reasons. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's as easy for. I think it's easier for guys to do one night stands in general than casual hookups because then you're kind of telling somebody, like, I want to see you again, which leads to, well, we have to text again at some point. We have to talk again at some point. If we're friends, there's going to be that there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. No. It's it's yeah. Sure. It's bringing the responsibility. You know, but a lot of women I spoke to, they don't mind. It's, it's, it's casual. Also, women are interested in sex. They're interested in casual sex, but they kind of want certain amount of respect from the guy. So like, mm-hmm. it's okay if you see her once a month or once every two weeks, like a lot of girls told me, you know, I just want to know when is the next time so I can focus on my stuff. And I don't have to always think like, is he going to call me? Is he not? Why is he not calling me? Like we cannot compartmentalize. We don't have brain for, you guys have brain for that. You can like, have sex, wake up in the morning, move on with your day, go to, to your work. We, we are like all over the place after that thinking. Hmm. I actually want to give an example that I experienced and get your take on it because it's mm-hmm. like multifaceted and I'm sure that your book probably goes into how to navigate this scenario. But um, I met a guy at a bar and then like we made a plan to have it a date a couple of days later, he Mm -hmm. thought that it was going to be, you know, that we were definitely going to have sex. I didn't really think that because it wasn't like top of mind that like, let me just go in with that intention. I thought maybe we'll go on a date and see if we actually like each other and take it from there. But so we did end up sleeping together. And then we hung out again and like caught up on our lives and like, it's super easy and comfortable. And then we had sex again. And then we haven't hung out since, but we stay in touch very like, superficially like we're Instagram friends I've gone to the bar he works at and we talk about hanging out again but I feel almost like I don't know if he's seeing somebody and maybe that's why it hasn't happened again but I'm like hello please have sex with me what do I have to do to make it clear that that's all I want from you I don't want you to think that it's more than that that. it's not but I don't know how to say it without sounding like I don't want to be offensive because also I don't know what his side of the story is but I also like I don't care I don't mind coming off as somebody that like that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want to insult him and I don't yeah. know where he stands. So I've had a, a trouble with navigating this to get him to have sex with me again. I know. <laughs> I have chapter on that actually too, because I think communication is the key. 
as we all know, but it's not easy. And I, I love to be honest. Honestly, when I have good sex with someone and I want to see him again, I say, hey, look, no string attached. I'm not interested in a relationship now, but the sex was great. Let's do it again. I have a question yeah. for you based on that. Then when you yeah. say that to guys, do you find that they find you more intriguing? And then they like, you know, like, oh, it's just, a, you know, cat and mouse type thing. And that's Some guys why love it. They're like super excited because they say it's always such a headache to have casual sex and then deal with all the aftermath. And oftentimes it leads to drama or hurt feelings. So they're really excited about it. But like two in 10 guys would, would be like, I don't think it's true. Like they wouldn't believe you. Like they would think that it's gonna, you're going to be in love anyways. And they literally say like, no, all the girls say that before. And then they fall in love with me anyways. I'm like, well, I would love to have your self-esteem, but <laughs> you know, I mean, everything is possible, but I think, yeah, some guys just don't trust. Trusted but then how do you experience. go about it? I guess the question is, and your book, I'm sure, answers this. How do you set it up so that there's like parameters involved? Everybody's on the same page that maybe, you know, you can express what you're looking for, agree to some terms. I'm just making things up, but I'm a pretty type A, like organized, compartmentalized mm -hmm. human being. And I'm like, do I need to send a contract? Like, where are we at here? Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do I get sex? <laughs> You don't have to give away the all the all the all the juice. You know, the book comes out today. We want people to go buy it. A lot of yes. people to go buy it. Yes, like, I don't want to tell everything. Of course, yeah, it should yeah. be mystery. But you know, yeah, I think little, I think little hints, little hints. You need to be. You have to have balance because balance because some guys, if you just you know, men also love to hunt. We we should not forget it. And I'm also like you. I'm very honest and direct. But I also met guys in the past. They were little bit annoyed that I just revealed all the secrets and and some guys also have to like hope that they can make me in love with them and if I say directly like I'm not interested in any of this they kind of lose the you know the mystery is gone like you put all the cards on the table so I think um you say you know what I'm emotionally stable and I really want to fuck and and it was great let's repeat it no strings attached and that's where the contract comes in because we need proof you're emotionally stable. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Let's not do it. Written <laughs> contract. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would only do it in, in like a, a crazy session, but not uh, for just, <laughs> just a hookup. I mean, at some point, you you are having to like trust somebody. I mean, of course, anybody can say anything. So, you know, maybe if you're really nervous that this person is not giving you the honest answer and they're just telling you, yeah, I'm fine. You would be paying attention to like signs that they are acting a little like possessive or asking you questions about your personal life that they probably shouldn't be. You would have to just like pay attention to their actions. But it seems like for the most part, if you say to somebody, Hey, I'm looking to just have casual sex or just have sex with you and no strings attached, like Yes, very good point. And I get what she's saying, you know, it's just, uh, I think like, like some of the, like the issue is people don't know how much time it's going to cost them. A lot of times people are really busy and they don't want to commit to something that's going to take them too much time. So I think to say, you know what, I would love to see you a couple of times a month or once a week. If that works for you, you know, it would be great to have a lover and uh, I'm really busy with my work. I have so much stuff to do. I don't have time. We, we know. And also, I like to discuss the texting part. Not right on the first day. You don't want to drop everything like a bomb on someone the first time. But as right. you go, I would say, you know what? I really enjoy Like, no, I don't want to be needy. But for my personality, it works really well if you text me once a day. 
or if you text me one, we call once a week and you just state what you like. These are your requirements for the smooth ride. And then you see how the other person can work with it. Some people will just not be able to do it. They have completely different communication style. They require more or less. And you can always adjust. How does it work with multiple partners though? Like if that person, if somebody's dating somebody like, or hooking up with a bunch of other, I mean, especially in the time of COVID, but if somebody's hooking up with a bunch of different partners at, and they're like, Mm -hmm. you like, do you make sure they're casual too? Or do you say like, I'll be here if, I mean, one time in my life, I had a casual relationship and mm-hmm. we were we not boyfriend, girlfriend. We made it clear from the very beginning that if they found somebody better, I found somebody better, you know, that we would go on that journey. They would go do what they want. And that person did that. And it happened to be a friend of mine. And I was like, all right, well, that's uh, that's awkward and weird. Yeah, exactly. But like, is there anything outside of that relationship you're doing with them that you have to be like, that's no hookers? Maybe or no, but that's none of your business. When you're in casual relationship, these are exactly the things you shouldn't ask and worry about. Right, but at the same time, you know, can you ask for a COVID test? That's it, different. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the boundaries, but right, Leah. If you have to, if you have boundaries that are like really like. Yeah, I mean, look, look. Of course, if you want, if you if you are not using condoms, then sure, there should be certain amount of trust. But honestly, I don't think I would trust my casual hookup in this sense. To be honest with you, personally, like, it's hard for me to sleep with someone without condom if I see them once a month uh, or every other month, and I don't know who they are sleeping with. Like, personally, right. I don't think I I could do it. Like, I would so have you, to be with someone for months to do it. That's where you take your. That's where you take your power back and not give it to them, right? Yeah. And say, "All right, I decide. Yeah. You seem a little shady these days. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this." It's anymore. not even about seem. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I barely know this person. Why would I risk my life? And then I have sex, and then I have to think about, oh my god, what if he's? What if that? What if this? No, I use condoms, and I don't have to have this thinking afterwards. Also, you what know, if you get easy. pregnant and? Not everyone's planning it like Lauren over there, but what if you end up pregnant with your casual sex person, oh, you know, unborn child? Oh, that's 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 not a good thing, though. I mean, yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know. It's tough, huh? I would suggest to everyone not to get to that point because you really don't know. Unless you really have the, the money and the means and the time to be a single mom and you don't no. care, but but I don't know as many women like that. Yeah. So um I actually feel like Lauren, you were doing some casual dating, we'll say, in your days before you met your husband and you had fun with it. Like you actually really enjoyed yeah. it and I feel like at the time I couldn't relate because I was like how is she doing this and not like expecting more and like it's just fun for her. To me that would be super upsetting for whatever reason those years in my 20s, but you really did it. I Yeah. And you know, I don't, I'm surprised because I went a really long time not being that girl. I've never, and no judgment, I've never had a one night stand. And it's not because I think it's bad. I just haven't ever done it, but I have had casual sex. And I think I, what I did was I picked guys that I really liked and respected and had an attraction to, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want a relationship with, like I knew I didn't want to date that person. And if there was a question Like I was okay with going, well, maybe if it turns into something, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But it seems like we're both on the same page. 
And so I don't think it's going to turn into that, but it's like, you don't know, nobody has a crystal ball. I just picked people that I was like, I like that person enough, but not enough to date them. So I can have, that's amazing that you can do it. Actually, I think it's a great approach if you can, but I I feel like sometimes you can't control this because if sex is really good, you, 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 you know, you get a little bit of touched. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, that's the problem. Like if the guy is not cooperating, you know, and that's why the book is about like, what do you do when everything works well and you guys both have great communication, you're lucky enough to have someone who fulfills you it's it's fine then you don't need the book but if if you are trying to figure this world out and you're trying to really communicate well so you have harmonic casual sex relationships and you can enjoy your sexuality without all the mess around it and the noise and and the hurt then um yeah that's what the book is needed for yeah i I was taking a risk for sure, Leah. I mean, I would have definitely benefited from your book in like specific directions about how to do it because that was my ultimate goal. But I was taking mm-hmm. a risk going, well, it's probably not going to turn into that. And like, it might have, it might have, I can't really remember if there was like a horrible experience or not, but I don't think there was. But yeah, I mean, it would have been better to be much more clear. And instead of just going like, eh, it's probably going to be fine, you know. <laughs> Again, with, with not giving anything away, Leah, from your mm-hmm. book, which comes out today, which is amazing. Yes, go. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, we wanted to ask this. This is such a time of like distraction, and there's mm-hmm. so many like you know going on dates. You can go on five dates with people. You can have casual sex with somebody. All of a sudden, their texts stop coming, or you know there is. What's the difference in there between like ghosting or like people just being distracted by other people, or like how do they? How do you? If you are getting that little tinge of feeling, how do you pull back from it? Or how do you let somebody else know that it's done? Well, if it's casual sex, it has to end, right? Eventually. Yeah, it has to. And like, if both parties feel like it has to end, sometimes you don't need to communicate it. Like the interest is just going to disappear and you could feel it in the messages that both parties are just, okay, whatever. You know, sometimes you don't even need to reach out it. But if you feel like you really want to see someone and they are not reaching out and then you're trying to figure out how to make it clear if he wants to see me or he doesn't want to see me so I can move on. People love to have closures and they don't know how to ask for closures. Like a lot of people just can't let go. It's hard for them to say, you know what, I had amazing sex with this guy or with this woman. It was great. We had such conversation. We had amazing dinner. And suddenly we had sex and that's it. Like what what went wrong? Like I, I feel so good. I want to repeat it. But the other party doesn't see it that way. So the book is bringing some clarity to basically um, have a closure. And that's what I'm teaching guys too, how to give closures to, to, to partners they don't want to Praise see Praise be. They need to learn how to do that. And I think yeah. going back to your point earlier about who this book is for, and you said that the information you collected actually came from men and it's to help yeah. women, but also yeah. men should understand the other side. It's sort of like the same thing when, you yeah. know, you watch the news and you you value one particular news outlet, but you really should look into others that have other perspectives to really gain the full yeah. perspective yeah. in this case as well. And we say about our show all the time that while we're, you know, often speaking to the female audience because we're, yeah. we were females until we brought on Rob. And now we're not females anymore. <laughs> were they? Were but, they? But Rob, this is going to work for you too. Yeah. There, are, there are 24 tips how to basically handle the post hookup feelings. 
and and it's it's honestly it's for men and women to be honest with you because if you are going through these feelings after then you're going to probably find it useful as well yeah i mean i I'm definitely want to read it i think this is going to be once the word gets out it'll be a good like a big success because people are looking for things that are, apply yeah. you know there's self-help books but they're mostly like you know abraham hicks and feel your energy yeah. and meditate yeah. which which everybody should do but then you have like you know um different books where people are starting to get into now, which are more prevalent to like their day-to-day life. Yeah, this is, this is very specific and clearly helpful. Like if someone, I mean, you can't miss this title. Like, you know, exactly what you're getting. You're like, Oh God, we all kind of want to do this. Or maybe I don't want to do it right now, but I, I might want to in the future. Like it's a relevant topic for everybody. You've you've either done it or you're going to do it. I want women to read it. Women, they're going through a hard time, men. So they understand women or women. They're thinking about having a hookup and they don't know what's, what's awaiting them. What can happen? Like there are pros and cons of hookups. And, you know, I just really, as I said, I want to bring clarity to, to hooking up. And I want that women enjoy casual sex and, First of all, I really want them to be honest with themselves, to to know themselves, like who I really am. Is this for me? Am I going to be able to deal with it and just go through this like kind of like self-discovery before you do it or after you've done it? And then also, you know, I think in life, sometimes we just have to take things easier as we do. You know, that's like the big point as well. Like, OK, I'm wasting my time here. Why I'm even thinking about this? Like, let's move on, you know. He doesn't bring me closure. He ghosts me. Then you know I'm not going to waste more time. And 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 also one thing when guys say they are busy, <laughs> that's the best one. Hey. I'm so sorry, but yeah. he's been so busy. Was he so busy before he got late with me? He texted 150 times in a week. You know, I Suddenly, hear that more. I hear that more from girls. No. To be honest with you, Leah, I hear that really? more from girls saying, you know, I've been busy. I'm doing this. I got that going on. I haven't even texted my parents back. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're like, that does that doesn't make me feel any better. That sucks for your parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. It, but I it, that definitely goes yeah. both ways. I think for yeah. sure, absolutely. And also, like, it's interesting. But the men they were like 45 plus, 40 plus 45 and older had completely different point of view on casual sex. And they were more the guys that actually were good with communicating. I think that they learned through life. The guys that were younger, they were more like, oh, if I don't want to see her, I just ghost. Yeah. You know, so it's, I think it's just, I mean, it's, it's probably maturity. Exactly. It's a maturity. Just called out my age. (laughs) There were also guys that said, I never hook up. I don't like hooking up. I don't like casual sex. I want to love people. I want to connect. So you, you, I got the, all, all, all varieties of guys. And then there's also the double standards, I think, too, where like women feel like if I engage in that, like for whatever reason, someone's going to think this thing about me. And first of all, we were all we're all human beings and we all do sex. So like why one sex gets to do it more freely and regularly than the other doesn't make any sense. And I think maybe putting an end to the disparity between the like genders and the rules and yeah. how we classify people. Like if a guy has sex a lot, he's like really cool. And if a girl has sex a lot, she's a Stop slut. But why is slut, that the case? Huh? Yeah. It's why sad. can't I be a, a classy girl who just likes yeah. to also have sex? Like, hello, let me live. But but you say that, but, but, but women are known for being more sexual, right? Like the stuff that's being posted on a lot of the social media, like you got your OnlyFans, you got all this other stuff. Also women... 
if you open a woman's drawer, you're probably going to find a lot more tools for sexuality than you do if you're going to open up a man's drawer. Not only because there's a lack of stuff there, but like if you opened a woman's drawer and saw like eight different toys, you'd be like, okay, that's, that's probably normal. But if you open up a man's drawer and there's one, to- like one, any toy, can you even name a toy for men? to Tango. <laughs> but honestly, not many guys know what it is. The little egg. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, like- female sexuality is much more fluid. We are very flexible. You know, that's why so many women are bisexual and they mm. don't mind having sex with other women, which in guys yeah. having sex with other guys, it's not easy to find. They would have to be gay or, or like, if, I mean, it's rare, you know, they would just say, oh, I'm not gay, I'm not Label. bi, but I will suck your cock, you know. Oh. So it's just uh, how our brains are wired. Yeah. I, guess. I think that's a good point. Mm. Women are yeah. much more fluid. I think that that and then that brings up the point that Rob brought up, like, yeah, there are toys biologically like that yeah. works better, I guess, in our favor. But like yeah. also it's the fluidity. And but it's funny because, you know, what's it's almost like ironic in a way because women are also and you bring this up and you I you talk about it in your book like that they women mm-hmm. need to be released from this yeah. cage of sexuality that they put themselves in in yeah. order to hook up without heartbreak so it doesn't really make sense because we are fluid and we are sexual yeah, beings and all that but then there's evolution. this societal yeah. like cloud over us there's the whole chapter on that literally from like pre-agriculture times when we all lived in tribes and we all had orgies with each other and we were all sharing and caring and we lived in communities and nobody was monogamous until the point where we are now and now we are kind of like getting a little bit more open-minded but there's still an extreme double standard around sexuality and it's just sadly but it's the patriarchal society that that made women feeling bad about having sex because Men see the power in female sexuality. We truly are sexual. But because of the fear and shame that the society brought on us, we are not feeling okay exploring the sexuality. We don't feel good. A lot of girls have sex and the next day they come home and they feel terrible about themselves. They feel like dirty. They feel like slut. So I really wish that this would um, be gone, that women feel great about, okay, I had really good sex. Let me do it again. It's fine. Well, maybe communication would help. Yeah. I think so too. And I really wanted, like, I, I really wish that, that parents actually give this to their teenage daughters. Like, the book is really good for how to set boundaries, how to go on these dates, how to protect yourself, what to do when you get assaulted or someone does something to you. You know, a lot of women don't say anything and they live with this trauma for so many years. So there's so many useful tips. I, I just really wish that um, women and girls would, would read it. That would be great. Don't you think maybe that the shame comes from more of like a lack of communication, like not setting the standards for what that encounter is and then wondering what it meant? Well, communication and and who do you communicate with? If your parents are telling you girls can't have sex until they are married or girls they are having sex are dirty and, you know, then you mix the religion and, you know, all sorts of religions, they also like are not very favorable for, mm-hmm. for sex, sexuality of women. And then, you know, you mix all of this and... Who are they going to talk to? Like, I had nobody to talk to when I was young. There were no books. There was no internet. I was stuck. Like, I was, I'm I'm glad. I don't even know how I learned about protection, (laughs) to be honest with you. Like, it was like you had to go to the library and somehow sneak into the department of sexuality where you had 10 books. And good luck (laughs) with that. So, yeah, definitely the the communication is, is lacking and understanding from someone who is adult. Like, I think also parents in this country need to have sexual education how to actually discuss these topics with their children without like bringing fear on them and shame because parents are doing a lot of damage too. 
Well, hopefully we get your book in the school curriculum in 10 years yeah. from now, you know, our kids will be coming home. Lauren's kid will be coming home with that book in your, in her, in, a, in his backpack being like, I got to read yeah. this, you know? So I know it's, yeah. I know what to do. Hey. Yeah. Because like, I think parents I really, so. they should talk to their kids and help them with birth control, help them with condoms, with everything. So we don't have so many teenage pregnancies too. Yep. So, I mean, sex ed is definitely important in the U.S. Talking about it is key and opening up communication is key. And it feels like right now is a really good time for your book to be out too. There's a lot mm -hmm. of like female empowerment and a lot of people are talking about their sexuality freely now. And a lot of people are fluid and okay, not giving each other labels and all of these things. So it is a good time for this conversation to be started. And it does start with yeah. communication. Like we just need to talk about it. You talk about it with your kids. It's not an embarrassing subject. Like I have a stepdaughter that's 12. When she asked me questions about like her body and things like yes. that, I'm just like straight answer her. Like as scientifically as I can without anything, like she might seem embarrassed, but I'm just like, yeah. oh no, it's just like mm -hmm. factual because I'm mm -hmm. like trying to make it normal. And it should be something that she's comfortable with. She asked a guy to be her Valentine, Aww. by the way, in fifth grade. She's like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, yes, you should do that. I think you should ask this guy to be your Valentine. Go ahead. You're comfortable doing it. Do it. And I like pushed her to do it because it was like, mm, yeah, so go. Fun. If that's what you want, go get it. And then you should... Yeah. You should feel mm -hmm. okay as mm -hmm. a woman or a man to say what you want and go after it. And I think this book, I mean, that's got to be, you know, we want everyone to get your book. And in a second, we're going to have you remind everyone where they can get it. But the main message behind your book, if you could just tell the listeners one more time, like, this is the main message behind my book, and then tell everyone where they can find okay. <laughs> the book and get the book. So the book, the main message is female empowerment, to get rid of shame, get rid of your own sexuality. And appreciate the sexuality that women have and appreciate it with their friends and, and, and other women they know. Women needs to, need to support each other and don't be judgmental towards each other. I think that's very important. And, and also women are allowed to take the first step. We are not in the 1980s anymore. We, we can actually say what we want and how we want it. And Amen. And text guys. We don't have to sit yeah. at home and wait for three days if he's going to call me. That's that's outdated. So a lot of dating books are I still agree. talking about, oh, he's only going to love you if he has to be the first. No, <laughs> I don't believe in this. And uh, the book is on Barnes Noble, on Amazon. It's called Hook Up Without, Without Heartbreak. It's already in pre-sale. You guys can buy it. Everyone can buy it. And... Um, yeah, launching today. Awesome. And where can everybody find you on social media? I'm on Instagram under Leah Holmgren. I'm uh, on Twitter under Leah Holmgren. And I have a website, leahholmgren.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leah. We really appreciate you joining us today. And everyone listening, keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. If you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show and subscribe to It's Complicated wherever you get your podcasts to rate, comment, and obviously share it with your friends because they need to know how to hook up without heartbreak. Yes, they do. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. You can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. And you can follow me, the new guy, at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S -E -E on Instagram. Love you long time. You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now it's complicated. <laughs>